Welcome to Spectrum Sundays. I am Francesca D'Alessandro, a current master's student at University of Buffalo studying speech language pathology. Additionally, I am your Miss Thousand Islands of New York State, serving my community through AAA appreciation and awareness for autism. And I am Megan Sinisi, a Master of Health Science candidate studying to practice as a pediatric speech language pathologist. I am also Miss Central Pennsylvania and the founder of a nonprofit organization for autism titled From a New Perspective. Everyone deserves to feel accepted and included in every space they walk in. Our series aims to inspire you to advocate for yourself and on behalf of your loved ones. And we are so grateful that you're here with us today. This week, we are excited to welcome back a fellow autism advocate and speech language pathology graduate student, Besma Alshati. And Besma visited us uh, with us before for episode 43, where we talked about her experiences at the Thompson Center and her experiences as a bilingual SLP and what she hopes to accomplish as a future professional. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to her original interview with us, please make sure to check that out. And thank you once again for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So we love to take uh, some time in the second interview to get to know our guests a little bit more personally. And we want to know what you enjoy doing in your free time. Do you have any hobbies or just fun activities you like to do? Um, in my free time, that's such a rare uh, <laughs> um, that I hear <laughs> in my life. I like to keep myself very occupied and I like to fill every free time I have. But when I when I do have free time, I feel like it's very different when I'm here in the US and when I'm back home. Um, but when I'm here, I love cooking and baking and I like to entertain. So like, I don't like to just cook and eat myself, <laughs> but I like to have people over and like socialize and kind of, you know, I, I feel like food sometimes bring, brings us together. And I think that's, that's something that I enjoy doing. Um, and I don't like to follow a recipe. I kind of just have something in mind and I just go for it. Um, yeah, but back home, I love spending time with my family. I mean, anything and everything that I can do with my family in my free time is, is fun for me. So I enjoy doing that. Yeah, it's pretty laid back and <laughs> nothing too exciting. But when I do have actual free, free time, a very long break, for example, I, I travel. I love to travel. So, yeah. I love that. And I know how important family is to you. So I'm sure you really look forward to being able to make dinners with them again. And I'm just impressed that you don't follow a recipe because I feel like that would be disastrous if I didn't follow <laughs> your recipe. <laughs> so Besma, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Where do I see myself in five to 10 years? I feel like before everything that happened in this world, I was very, you know, like I had a plan set and I was like five years, I know exactly where I'm going to be. I know exactly what I'm doing. All my goals, everything is set and written down and I know it all. I'm that type of person. But I feel like with everything that's been happening, I hope. And I aim to be back home, hopefully in Kuwait. <laughs> That's one thing. And then I hope to be happy with what I'm doing. So I hope to wake up every single day 
loving what I do and doing what I love. So that's where I see myself. Um, wherever that may be, whatever God has planned for me, I am in for the ride. And, and um, I think I've learned to be flexible and, and accept the waves that are, that are hitting us. So um, yeah, I just, I, I'd love to be back home with family and doing, doing something that I love. So I actually have that quote on one of my work shirts. It says, love what you do, do what you love. And it's also my quote uh, for the Miss New York competition because I try to live by that every day. And it makes us such a huge difference when you truly are passionate and driven uh, about what you do. And the work doesn't even feel like work. It's just another day in your life and you just love everything about it. Yeah. So what are some autism related resources, social media accounts, blogs that you enjoy following something maybe you just found or discovered or maybe something that you've been following for a while and want to share with our viewers? Um, well, something recent is your account and what you guys are doing. Um, that's something very recent, but I have a lot of people on social media that I like to follow, but I personally like to follow actual families that have, um, you know, or individuals with autism and family members. And um, yeah, so I, I love to do that. I love to hear what they have to say and their daily experiences. And I think with social media, um, it has definitely brought us closer and allowed me to kind of see firsthand what it's like waking up in the morning and what it's like, you know, living throughout this this crazy time and and what can we do to help and um and I'm I'm kind of like listening and taking a step back and learning from them um and and I learn a lot from from my family my family um members um my cousin has autism and so I learn a lot from from his mom and you know she's such a powerful um, determined and loving mother and I learned so much from her and, and her strength keeps me going and kind of um, molds me into who I want to be in the future and um, I love seeing that that aspect of it all. I really appreciate that you point out listening to people who actually experience this themselves whether that's a family member or an individual themselves because I feel like that's a lot of times what we miss out on as professionals if we don't experience it on our own. So we look at the literature, we read up on different disorders or communication disabilities, what have you, and we miss that aspect. So I know that there's different hashtags that amplify people with autism and really lift up their voices so that we're making legislative decisions and law decisions that actually are what they want and what they're seeking for. So I know there's a hashtag that says actually autistic or autistic voices. So those are some good resources too. Yeah. Um, so we talked in our previous episode about a lot of your different professional and educational experiences. So if you had to choose one that you've really grown from or that has taught you something what's a lesson that you've learned from it one if I had to choose only one <laughs> or any <laughs> um 
Um, so I made two big moves in my life. Um, one was when I came to the United States for the first time when I was in fifth grade. And then I moved back to Kuwait for my undergraduate degree. And then I came back for my graduate degree. So I think living abroad was, was something that kind of shaped who I am today. I feel like if I didn't have that experience, I don't know who I would be. I've learned so much during this process. And, you know, when I first came to the U.S., it was, I was young, it was very different. I wasn't wearing the headscarf. Um, it was kind of like middle school, high school, like I was a kid. Um, and then I came back and I, I had a goal in mind that I'm here to get get the education to help um, improve and, and to build my country. And so that definitely, you know, shaped me and who I am today and I learned so much. I can't pick one thing, but just, you know, being a graduate student in the United States um, as an international female, wearing the headscarf has really taught me a lot. And so, yeah, I'm very grateful for the experience and I um, advise everybody to try it if they have the opportunity, so. I love that you are just so genuine and authentic to yourself and your identity. And like you've said previously, um, helping others advocate for themselves starts with you advocating for yourself and modeling that and inspiring others through just being 100% you and what you're comfortable with and in your own skin. It really makes you radiate a different way. So thank you for just being so candid about that. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm very shy. And so this is very different. And I, yeah. So this is me coming out of my comfort zone a little bit, but yeah, I like it. And, and I hope that we kind of uplift and, and strengthen. I think we're going a little bit off topic, but strengthen women, you know, through this. Um, just seeing, you know, all three of us connected from different parts of the world and um, just how we are capable of doing what we set our minds to do. And so it's beautiful. Yeah. It is. And we appreciate you being here with us for this conversation. Hopefully it'll inspire others uh, to also join the conversation and share their perspectives and stories too. Um, so actually, something I found interesting is when I entered uh, my graduate program is some of my peers and colleagues felt hesitant to work with individuals on the spectrum. And what advice do you think that you could give that would be helpful for new professionals, either entering the education or therapy fields um, as they work with individuals with autism? Yeah, um, having that hesitation and those feelings of being scared or you're not confident um, is, is very normal. I, I don't know, I still am scared of, you know, going out into the real world. Like even now I'm gonna go into my outplacements and I have those feelings. And I think one of um, the major advice that I've received was accepting and acknowledging that you are hesitant and you're not confident and you're scared and allowing those feelings to kind of show and, 
and accept those feelings. And then that will help in return, move you up that ladder of, oh, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to build my, my confidence through um, research and educating myself and um, kind of going through the process and allowing yourself to, it's okay to mess up. It's okay. We've all been there. We've all done it. Um, we've all had our fair shares of, um, you know, not so great therapy sessions, but you learn to kind of um, be flexible and change your, your, what you're doing. And, and I think the first thing that you have to do is accept and acknowledge those feelings and not to hide them because it's, it's, it's not shameful to feel that way. Um, and then kind of speaking up to your peers, your um, faculty members to help, to help you kind of overcome that. So, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps something that makes it kind of intimidating to work with individuals on the spectrum is that it is a spectrum and you're just not sure what you're going to walk into. So if it's on the more severe end of the spectrum, you don't know if there's going to be self-injurious behavior, but I think what's most important is going in, like you said, acknowledging those feelings and knowing where you come from as a therapist or someone that's looking to help and looking to find what the barrier is, what, what is keeping them from feeling comfortable, feeling like their environment is comforting and welcoming to them. So thank you for sharing that. I think acknowledging those feelings head on is a great way, but kind of going on that theme of being scared and intimidated in situations. You mentioned before about how you spoke up pretty vocally about wanting to use your native language, use your bilingual skill set um, to enhance your sessions. So for a lot of people who are looking to advocate for themselves, that could be a really scary thing to speak up when you're just not sure how it's going to be received on the other end. So what's some advice that you might give for A, either an individual with autism needing to speak up for themselves in an environment that they might not feel comfortable or B, just any professional needing to speak up for themselves? Yeah, um, that's, that's a tricky question to answer, but I feel like it depends on the individual's personality. And I think uh, sometimes you really have to lean on other people to help support you during this process. And so a lot of times, um, if you're passionate about something and you wanna be vocal about something that will help you, you know what you wanna say, you know what you need and you know what your wants are. Um, it's just kind of verbalizing it and allowing it, allowing yourself to share it with somebody that has the power to change something. And so a lot of times going into it with support um, is, is important and um, reaching out to somebody that you feel comfortable speaking with prior to, um, you know, going through that, that process is very important. So I always pray about it first and then ask my mom about it <laughs> and then, you know, take action. Um, so I think leaning on people for support is important. Um, and don't, don't fear what is unexpected. So expect the unexpected and don't fear what you don't know is going to happen. So a lot of times, like our mind goes through this process of, oh, this is going to happen, or I'm going to get a no, or I'm going to get yelled at, or I'm, this is going to happen, or 
going to get rejected. And it's kind of like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. And the least that I can get is a no. And I'm like, okay, I got to know. We'll try again later. That's kind of the mindset you have to reach. And it's not easy, but with support, it, it's, it's achievable. Yeah, absolutely. And on that topic, I think sometimes when we have those rejections or where one door closes, there's always going to be another door open for us. And it'll just lead us that much closer to where we're really supposed to be, um, either in our own personal journey or to touch other people's journeys. And I, I love that you touched about touched on about having that support system because this year we've had some major curveballs in every aspect of our lives. And I was wondering, especially for the uh, autism community, it can be really challenging for them to navigate all of these new changes. But for you on a personal level, how um, did you manage some of those curveballs? And who are some of the people that you had to lean on for support? Yes, I think we've all been through some crazy times. <laughs> I mean, looking back at this year and everything that we as, as a whole world went through together, um is just so is so amazing um and then we we tend to focus on the negative a lot and kind of leave the positive and so i think something that has definitely helped me is kind of you know we this has definitely brought us closer as as a community like the whole world is going through this the same thing are going through similar situations and so we can connect on that level um and i and i think i took it one day at a time i feel like i remember i don't know megan if you remember this but we were going through um the evacuation process so when this all first happened i was going through i was in the united states and i was like i, I need to go home like my country wanted to evacuate us and we were waiting on planes and I was like, when am I going to see my family? Like it was a tough time. And so for me to just, I had to kind of snap out of it. And I have to tell myself, you're either going to dwell on what's not happening or you're going to take it day by day and leave the rest to God. So I always say this, you do what you can and you re you leave the rest to God because he has a plan. Everything's already planned. And so why do I kind of focus on the negative aspect of it all when, you know, we went into lockdown, like we, you know, people that we're living with, we built that relationship with, we were seeing each other 24 seven. Um, yeah, so I think that's one thing that I learned is to kind of just go with the flow and take it day by day. And I think, um, I leaned on, you know, God and my religion and, and people who are going through the same thing as me, but then also getting that strength through my, my family, my parents back home waiting for me. And I'm like, no, I need to be strong. I need to show them that things are okay and I'm strong and, and we can get through this. So I think that's something that I learned through this time. Right. I feel like it's so easy to say, oh, look at the glass half full, you know, look at the silver lining. Um, but it does get kind of hard whenever we're all going through this together at the same time and kind of at the same speed and everything just kind of shut down 
all at once. But I guess the silver lining of all of this is that we are a community that's going through the exact same thing. So, you know, our own internal struggles that we have might be different from one another, but we can at least come together as a community and try to make the best out of a very negative situation and at least have a positive mindset. So I love that you shared about that. Um, so I was wondering, we talked a lot about how to practice acceptance and that's one of those things that it's like, oh, easier said than done, but what does it actually look like to you? What's one piece of advice that you can give our viewers something that they can tangibly do to practice acceptance? Something that they can tangibly do. I think a lot of times, and I've said this in our previous talk, is that we see a lot of things through a lens and our lens is the media. And so for that picture to reach an individual, it's, it's gone through a bunch of different processes. It's gone through a lot of filters. And sometimes what you see in the media is not exactly the truth. And, and it's, it's the reality, it's the, it's the hurtful and truthful reality of it all. And I think one way that we, we can practice acceptance is one, start within yourself. And how can you do that is to allow yourself to experience um, different situations, different cultures, different, different traditions, different religions by yourself without any influence. So allow that process to happen. So um, for example, like meeting someone on the street, um, you can learn so much from. I mean, I've, I'm in San Diego right now and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of diversity here. And just like sitting with somebody and talking to them um, opens my mind to so many different things because I learned one thing and then this individual just changed my whole perspective because I allowed myself to listen, to learn, and to be quiet. So I'm quiet, I'm listening to what they have to say, and I'm experiencing this experience myself. And I'm not allowing any outside influence to um, steer my judgment or to kind of um, shape my thinking. It's kind of like, what's out there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be open to to learning about and to experience and, and, and to better myself. And, and I think that's one thing that's definitely helped me through this process. Yeah, that brings a whole meaning to walking in someone else's shoes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, I think having that level of sympathy and empathy is so important when striving for acceptance. And I think you gave a really great description of that and how our viewers can do that in their everyday lives. But during this really uh, uncertain time, we try to focus on some of the positive things that are happening in our lives and some things to remain hopeful for in the future. What is one thing that you're looking forward to or that you're thankful for? I'm, I'm thankful for living another day. That's one thing. Um, and I'm looking forward to what life has planned for me. I feel like um, I'm a planner and I like to plan things. And I was that type of person that writes everything down and you know, just that whole shebang. Um, and then I switched to like an iPad and now I have more things that I can you know, um, do with it. And, and I feel like I've learned 
that sometimes your plan doesn't go the way you want it to. And it's okay. It's okay to not um, finish things the way that you planned it to happen. So for example, um, we don't know if we're walking for graduation or not. We don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, we don't know what life has in store for us. And so I think um, just, I'm looking forward to, to just finishing a lot of th the things that I started and uh, you know, ending a chapter and starting a new one, hopefully. And so um, that's what I'm super excited about. Yeah, I like to say that when we make a plan, God laughs because yeah. typically <laughs> our plans are not always perfectly in line with what he has planned for us. But the beautiful thing about it is that we can't really picture what's best for us. You know, there's something out there. There's something in this universe that is perfectly aligning us for exactly what we're meant to be and what we're meant to do. So going back to that glass half full silver lining mindset, you know, who knows what's going to come out of this pandemic. Yeah. Maybe we will have a huge realization of what we can accomplish as a community because of the resources that we're being given now and the way that we're being forced to connect with each other on levels that have never been seen before. So right. thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Welcome. Definitely. I agree with that. I mean, we have gone through a lot this past year and I think, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I'm very proud of what we've achieved and what we've accomplished and um, everywhere around the world, not just here in the United States, even back home, my home country, Kuwait, and, you know, learning from one another and um, interacting with different professionals. It was very collaborative and um, everybody wants the best for everybody. And I think um, it's sad to see that we needed to reach 2020 to, you know, realize that, but I'm so grateful and so happy that we, we came up on top from this, from this situation. And yeah, we should all, um, be proud of ourselves. <laughs> right. You mentioned that you're a planner, right? <laughs> so we want to know how you manage your busy schedule and how you plan things out or what you do to practice self-care within all the different tasks that you have to complete. You know, what, what is your means of staying successful on a busy schedule? Yeah. I love hearing other people's answer about that because it's always so fascinating. But um, now in the position that I'm in now and where what I've accomplished, um, I think just kind of not focusing a lot about school and letting it overwhelm me. Because um, when I was living back home and, you know, with my family and I just had to go to school and come back. I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to clean, like none of that. Um, I, all I focused on was studying and getting grades and good grades. And that's what I planned to do. But when I came here, I'm like, no, if, if this is not going good, then everything else is going to go bad. So taking time off is something that I am passionate about. I will tell you to stop everything as hard as it is and just say, you know what, today I'm not going to focus on school. I'm not going to focus on the projects that I have. I'm just going to focus on myself 
and doing something fun is if it's cooking, if it's drawing, if it's cleaning. Um, sometimes I like just clean around the house because I like to clean and it gets me, it makes me sane. Um, and, and so I think just taking time for yourself and um, reflecting and not focusing on one thing too much. Because I feel like sometimes we, we do that and oh, we don't achieve it, then we did something wrong. And yeah, so just take time for yourself and yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think something I've learned personally from all of the world events is reflecting and taking another look at what it means to be productive in my everyday life, in different aspects of my life and reprioritizing what is the most important and you're absolutely right. If it's not, if you yourself are not at a place of stability and feeling right, everything else you do just doesn't seem to fit in the way you want it to. And things don't go as smoothly. And I think that is something I'm still learning. Uh, it's hard as a student, especially when a lot of things sometimes just get thrown on your plate. But um, that's why we love to talk to other fellow students to see how they manage their schedule, how they stay successful and practice that self-care, which is so, so important. We're still learning more about. Taking time for yourself is, is something, you know, just going to get your nails done or like going to spa, getting your hair done. Like that's some, just an hour a day is something that will get you a long way, so. Right. And personally, I don't know that anyone preached to me about self-care and about taking time off until it feels like the past year or so. So I feel like that's definitely a reason why we're still trying to figure it out and why we have this mindset of to be productive, we have to fill our plates and mm-hmm. you know, be working 24-7. If you don't have a vision in mind, then what are you doing? But it is so important to take time for yourself. And I'm glad that we're all on the same page about implementing that in our own schedules. (laughs) That's refreshing to hear. Well, thank you so much again for being with us. And thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else you listen to our podcast. We will see you next week on Spectrum Sundays. Thank you for listening to Spectrum Sundays. We are your hosts, Miss Thousand Islands, Francesca D'Alessandro and Miss Central Pennsylvania, Megan Sinisi. Please make sure to subscribe to our series and follow us on social media to stay connected with autism professionals and self-advocates. And remember, true impact is accomplished through active listening and exploring the world through a variety of perspectives. Join us next week on Spectrum Sundays to help cultivate a community of inclusion, appreciation, and acceptance around autism. Thank you.